0: Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Justin C. Joined this week by my co-host, Cam, and the chairman, Stephen Vincent. And we are here to recap the Royal Rumble and everything that's happened since. And a lot to get to with it as far as the happenings of the actual Rumble itself and the fallout from it. And of course, the injury to CM Punk, which kind of put a derailment into the WrestleMania plans more than likely, but... Royal Rumble, it had four matches. Uh, let's just start with the match that started the show with the Women's Royal Rumble and the winner, eventual winner, being Bailey, uh, winning from the number three spot, similar to what Bianca Belair did when she won uh, the Royal Rumble, winning from the number three spot. Uh, Bailey won again a couple surprises in the match, too. We had, uh, well, Naomi was kind of rumored for a while, and she ended up being number one in the match. Uh, Jordana Grace from uh, TNA, the uh, knockouts champion, uh, appeared in the match, and I thought had a pretty strong showing overall. Those are kind of, I mean, number 30 live being Liv Morgan, uh, I don't know, kind of a letdown of a surprise. And that's coming from somebody that's a Liv Morgan fan. But, you know, I think nowadays if number 30 isn't somebody really, really big, fans just aren't, you know, that gung-ho about it. Like if it had been Sasha or mercedes Monet, whatever you want to call her, like I think that would have gotten a big reaction from the crowd. Um, I don't know if there's anybody really else on the women's side. Maybe AJ Lee, if she would have done it, would have gotten a big reaction from the crowd too. Uh, maybe Alexa Bliss gets a bigger reaction than Liv Morgan. I don't know. But uh, Jade Cargill, of course, as well, had a pretty strong showing eliminating Nia Jax and being in there to the final three. Uh, you know, it wasn't the most, you know, it wasn't the funnest women's the Rumble. It wasn't the most technically sound. Uh, I can think of Maxine Dupree coming in there and just looking really bad. Uh, but, you know, she tries. You know, I'm not going to take anything away from anybody that tries like that. But... Um, I'll throw it over to you, Chairman, first. What were your thoughts on the Women's Royal Rumble?
1: There were some really good surprises. Jordan Grace was a complete surprise. Wasn't seeing that one at all. I thought it was kinda of cool that they brought her in, you know, from TNA and now she's as a champion. You know, kind of like they did with Mickey James when she was with TNA a couple years ago. I thought it was kind of cool that they did that. And I was honestly hoping they might have brought a few more uh, girls from TNA over, just because, let's be real, the Maxine Dupree's and the freaking some of the people that they had in the women's rumble, just, you didn't, you didn't care about them. Like, you know they were going to win. I felt the rumble kind of slowed down in the middle there because, you know, you had your Baileys in there, you had your Naomi in there, you know, you know, people that you thought were going to win. But, like, as the race started filling up with the Caden Carters and the Katana Chances of the world, you're just like, okay, well, they're not going to win. Um, why? You know, at this point, you almost would rather see, uh, you know, a flash from the past, like a Trish Trash or Alita back just for the nostalgia pop, you know, which we didn't have any of those. Which, you know, there's two sides of that argument. Some people are like, oh, you know, the talent in this locker room is better than ever in the past. But at the same time, the old fat folks' casuals, you know, that come over to those Royal Rumble parties, you know, they mark for that stuff. So it is what it is. But, you know, I thought the Jade Cargill was phenomenal. I thought she looks like a million bucks. WWE's presentation of her is top shelf, and, you know, just she just came in there. She was a badass. She pretty much took Nia Jax and slammed her ass, and that was probably one of the coolest parts of the whole entire night right there. I think she'll be just fine. You know, I called Bailey to win. Bailey won, and I had no problem with Bailey winning. We kind of figured there was a story to tell of Bailey, but, you know, the Women's Rumble was okay, but it, did, it definitely had some slow spots, but overall, I mean... The right person won, and that's what kind of matters at the end of the day.
0: I also forgot while I was giving my praise for everything there, too, completely forgot to bring up uh, Chelsea Green as well, that, like, few-minute spot where she was just in there and getting, like, you know, splashed and decimated by everybody and just overselling it, but, like, in a good way. I thought it was hilarious, and uh, she definitely deserves a round of applause for her performance there. She's never going to be somebody that's going to be at the very top as far as the women go, but I think she's definitely found herself, you know, just like her husband, you know, Uh, just like Matt Cardona has found himself a a spot on the indies doing what he does. She's found her spot in the WWE being like uh, the top comedy woman in of all the women in there. So I got to give props to her as well. Uh, Cam, what are your thoughts on the women's Royal Rumble?
2: I mean, I really like the usage of Jade Cargill. I mean, I'm glad she's, she's debuted now. Um, They teased what could be with, you know, Bianca, Becky, everybody down the line. So, We'll see which brand she ends up on. You know, I don't know if she's gonna move over to SmackDown. I feel like that might be the play because I don't know if they want to put her on Raw and then put her up against Rhea right away. So I think she might end up on SmackDown. Um, Bailey won. You know, I chose Becky but you know, I kind of already knew Bailey was gonna win. I'm I'm glad for her. And that's her first her first rumble win, and you know, we'll finally get to see Damage Control probably kick her out, which we've been talking about for you know, it feels like a few months now. So we're glad to see, like, a babyface Bailey return because, you know, we pointed out, what, a few weeks ago that she's been healed for four years, three and a half, four years straight. So it'll be a nice change of pace. Um, I mean, I agree with with Chairman. I I mean, I understand the thought process where you need to have um, use of most of your roster because it's filler and, like, you know, only one person can win. But I think they could have used one returner. But at the same time, you know, Lita and Trish and you know, Kelly Kelly and Michelle McCool and whoever else they would bring in, and, you know, it's been multiple times. So it's it's harder for them to keep getting those pops when they're you know, Trish was just on TV what, five, six months ago, so it hasn't been too long, but you know, so the I mean I do agree that the women's division is is relatively strong right now. Um, and I thought it was an okay Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah, so we've got like you said Bailey winning. She was on Raw, didn't really do much. She's going to be on SmackDown, where they're kind of pretty much teasing that she is going to be going and announcing who she's going to be fighting at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, like I said, um, like we said, during, I said during the previous show that the seeds were being planted for Damage Control turning on her. When you go and look back at uh, the match uh, Bailey and Bianca Belair had a couple of weeks ago, where Damage Control kind of refused to help her in the match, so. I feel like that's kind of happening there. I guess the question just is: as Bailey announced, she wants to fight E. O. and then they turn on her, or do they turn on her before the announcement? And then Bailey kind of comes back as like the babyface, saying, "I'm going to fight you, E. O. at uh, at WrestleMania." But, uh, Chairman, I'm assuming you agree that you think it's going to be Bailey and E. O.
1: More than likely, it's just a matter of how we get to that destination. Nia Jax kind of scared Bailey off the other night, so I don't think Bailey wants no part of. Rhea slash Nia slash probably Becky. And I mean, yeah, you could go the NXT route too, but I definitely don't see that in the cards. So it's more likely Billy EO, just matter how we get to that destination.
0: And with a, kind of like we just said, well, said how they built up Jake Cargill in that match. I mean, eliminating Nia Jax, I guess you can maybe do a jade cargill nia Jax match at wrestlemania if you're really crazy uh we all kind of assume it's going to be Rhea versus becky at uh wrestlemania on the raw side of things but i feel like with how they debuted her in the women's Royal rumble there's got to be a spot for jade cargill somewhere on wrestlemania if you had a guest cam if you have any ideas did you think there's a spot for jade on a wrestlemania card and if so against who?
2: yeah i mean i I, I assume Nia Jax. I mean, I think they want to maybe go through her. I'm trying to... if, Or, I mean, if she, she's on Raw. If you put her on SmackDown or... I mean, I don't know if they make her act as a, a roaming free agent until WrestleMania. I mean, you could do whatever you want. Um, If you put her on SmackDown, I mean, it's, it's... I don't want to say it's slim pickings, but it's not as strong. I mean, they could do her and Bianca, which I think would be fantastic. So, I mean, that might be... I would say either her and Bianca or her and Nia Jax, and then she can... You know, go after a champion, assuming that, that Bayley comes out on ahead uh, at WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, um, I, I agree. Like, I think Naya and Bianca are the two most logical ones. I mean, hell, you could even maybe do some kind of tag match where you do jade and bianca against naya and i don't know who else is i mean naya's raw i guess but bianca go over to smackdown or no, bianca smackdown naya's raw jade's a free agent right now yeah i don't know you can maybe find somebody to team with naya um but, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a spot for her somewhere there. Maybe you could even do Jade and Bianca against Asuka and Kyrie Sane. I mean, Asuka and Kyrie will make Jade look like a million bucks. It's super easy. Uh, what do you think, Chairman, before we move on?
1: Yeah, I mean, Nia Jax is a possibility, Bianca Belair is a possibility. People went crazy when those two were kind of having their standoff. But, you know, let's get real crazy here. Bianca's been in championship matches the last couple of WrestleManias, and this year it's probably not looking likely what if her and Jay team up and take on the Kabuki Warriors for the tag team titles? I mean, that would get a big match for all four of them gals. So that might be the best way to go, honestly.
0: Yeah. All right. Then we had the two matches in between the Royal Rumble. Uh, we had the fatal four way, which saw Roman Reigns, obviously retain the WWE undisputed universal championship, uh, from over LA Knight, AJ Styles and Randy Orton, uh, that match actually kind of didn't really, I mean, I expected just because of the, I I, I mean, we all picked Roman to win. So I I kind of, we all expected that, but I was maybe expecting a little bit more from that match, but I thought it was a, a, a letdown as far as the actual action goes. And then of course we had Logan Paul retain the United States championship over Kevin Owens, who apparently wrestled that match with a broken foot, but still put on a pretty good performance. I mean, given that his KO, I expect him to even with a broken foot. Uh, Not really too much, I would say, to go on to from there. I mean, Roman's, I'm going to guess, do pretty much nothing until we get to WrestleMania, or when we start the WrestleMania program with, I mean, once we talk about the Men's Royal Rumble with more than likely Cody, although they tried to throw a a twist to you over on Raw this past Monday. And same thing with Logan Paul. I think he's going to be in a holding pattern now until they start his WrestleMania program, which more than likely, I would guess, would be against LA Knight, like we've talked about. Uh, You got any thoughts on these two matches, Chairman?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the world title match was very ho-hum, didn't care. If anything, you took out three Royal Rumble guys in Randy Orton, L.A. Knights, and uh, AJ Styles. Because, I mean, jumping ahead a little bit here, but the final four of the Royal Rumble was all raw superstars. Like, you just basically neutered the SmackDown brand in the Royal Rumble. Like, if I was Nick Aldis, I'd be like, this is bullshit. So, that match didn't really help the SmackDown brand presence in the Royal Rumble, it was very Roman, rinse, repeat, whatever. We knew he was winning. We know he's going to man with the title. I, I, I don't know. Maybe we were better off just having Roman just face, you know, some rando mid card guy and putting those LA Knight caliber guys in the Rumble and made the Rumble more star studded. Um, Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, it was what it was. Kevin Owens goes into a championship match at the Rumble and loses. Rinse, repeat, Logan, you know,
2: it. Is what is.
0: <laughs> what about you, Cam? Any thoughts on that? I mean, the only thing that
2: I feel like out of the Logan Paul Kevin Owens match was like the way they did the finish. So, I mean, it kind of left it open to where maybe Kevin gets a rematch in Australia, um, at least. I mean, I don't know at this point. I mean, him and Sami Zayn, well, Sami Zayn kind of lucked into, which we'll talk about here, you know, Sam Puck's injury. sammy Zayn may have lucked into some sort of better position at WrestleMania. But, uh, I mean, Kevin Owens right now at WrestleMania doesn't look too real great for him, honestly. Um, but like I said, I'm, I could definitely see them doing a rematch unless, you know, Owens's foot injury is worse than it is. And then we don't have to worry about Australia or the WrestleMania. Um, but, I mean, just the way it finished. And then the, the Fatal Foray wasn't good. I didn't like the finish. I thought it was really abrupt. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we knew Roman was going to win. So, <clears throat> like we got you guys both said, but I just I didn't really like the match i mean randy hit a a pretty decent rko and then they beat the shit out of roman and and like the thought process to me i don't know i feel like if these guys at some point would just be like you know it's screw it at least one of us beats roman for the for the championship belt um they even did where i think everyone was on top and roman kicked out still right something like that i can't remember but
0: yeah yeah, you're right yeah
2: um but it is what it is it was a decent show i mean when you watch the rumble now with two rumbles with the women's and the men's that's kind of what you're looking forward to and you know especially with Roman carrying one of those belts. And it's like, until this guy drops this belt, like that shit's held hostage. It doesn't matter who wrestles him.
0: Yeah. And then of course we had the men's Royal rumble match, which ended with Cody Rhodes being the one to win the Royal rumble last eliminating CM punk to get his shot. And he pretty much at the end of the match called out Roman talking about wanting to finish his story. So uh, you would think that means that would lead to more than likely Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Though, Of course, like I said, we'll get into the wrench after this, after we talk about the actual Royal Rumble match itself. That was turning to it with news coming from this past Monday. Uh, again, you know, you got, you had Sami Zayn uh, as number 30, which is, you know, again, a fan favorite. So it's a little less than by not having a surprise, but... Uh, Gunther, like you said, all raw guys there in the final four. Uh, Jay and Jimmy Uso starting the Royal Rumble, which didn't get as big of a response as I thought they were going to end up getting from them starting it uh i forgot to mention too on the in the men's royal, in the women's royal rumble and in the men's Royal rumble again r-truth just great first coming out at the women's Royal rumble and then go these aren't all men in there and then like and then having val uh, valkyra getting eliminated because she was distracted by r-truth i thought that was funny and then of course the hot tag from dominic that he got before entering the royal rumble was uh very well done too so again just props to r-truth for being r-truth and being as good as he is um, you know, the Cody Punk ending I thought was good, even given the fact that now we know Punk ended up, um, you know, going through all that with a torn tricep. So uh, props to him. Uh, but uh, Cam, what are your thoughts on the men's Royal Rumble?
2: I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty solid Royal Rumble. Uh, I mean, you started with Jimmy and Jay. I mean, I feel like we talked about months and months ago that that could easily be a WrestleMania match, the brothers colliding, and I feel like maybe they still might possibly go that route with them starting to rumble against each other, or maybe that was just Triple H's way of saying, okay, you know, this is the quote-unquote match between the brothers. Um, I'll still hold out hopes that they do they do some sort of singles match because right now, like, you know, we'll see what Jey is going to do, and then Jimmy's just going to be hanging out on the, on Roman's, side so you know them having a singles match would be pretty good um i mean i thought it was was really good i mean there hasn't no old appearances we didn't get mjf um i thought it was a pretty solid royal rumble and as we kind of talk about what happened the following night and how the you know things may be changing with the world title scene i think the guy to gain the most out of the sad news of cm punk injuring himself is gunther And I got a wild hair at my ass about a match that Gunther is going to be getting at WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, uh, they debuted Braun Breaker there because, you know, the rumors were that I was going to be, you know, there was rumors that I was going to be Gunther and Brock at Mania. But before that, they were going to do Brock and Dominic Mysterio in Australia, which I personally would have loved to see because Dom plays such a great chicken shit heel. And as I said uh, to somebody else that you, we would have more than likely gotten a Brock versus Rhea Ripley stare down at some point, which I thought would have been cool, but uh, obviously it seems like Brock's going to be persona non grata for a while there. So we don't have to worry about that. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a lot up in the air right now, as far as WrestleMania goes after everything's happened. Um, chairman, what were your thoughts on the men's Royal Rumble?
1: <clears throat> there was some good stuff. I mean, First off, the Usos starting one and two was awesome. And I saw somebody... Also, husband-wife combo. So, like, ah, they planned that shit, didn't they? But, yeah, it's pretty cool to see the Usos. You know, I think the WrestleMania match does happen between those two. Um, sorry, guys, you're probably not going to main event again, though. I mean, there's just some bigger things in the works, I feel like, myself. Uh, we got the return of Andrade, which is cool to see. We kind of figured um and he signed raw we saw this past monday so kind of glad he's not going to smack down and getting tied up with that lwo stuff because the never-ending feud with them guys like like this this ended like seriously so i'm glad is doing his own thing um you touch on r-truth hilarious love that man there's just tears of laughter, man. That guy's just straight-up hilarious. Like, I hope he keeps getting featured after this Judgment Day stuff and they find more things for him to do and work with when we get to that point because you can't take that man off TV. He is hot right now. He is just ridiculous. Um, You know, with Kofi, obviously, the Kofi ma- magic is gone. He can't even save himself anymore. So, you know, so much for that. Pat McAfee, I mean, <laughs> what? It's, it's cool that he's back, by the way. Um, but, uh, yeah. I'm guessing, you know, to be talk to, some people think he or the um, Braun Breaker spot was the Lesnar spot. I think it was the McAfee spot myself. I think Braun Breaker rehearsed a lot of those stuff because he came in there on fire. He looked awesome. Like, I don't watch a lot of NXT, and I was impressed by him, man. Like, so I think Braun Breaker's here to stay, and he looked great. He looked phenomenal. Um, you know, there's just a lot of takeaways there. And that's just like the other guys, you know. We're, we still got the big boys. Um, you know, the Final Four, you know, Kind of predictable Final Four, but well-established Final Four. You know, and just the punk injury is unfortunate. It really sucks. Um, was he the original Rumble winner? We'll never know. You know, did they pivot to Cody? I mean, that's some speculation there. We don't know, honestly. Um, but I was like, Cody won. Cody can now finish the story. And you kind of had a feeling Cody was going to win because there's just so much of that back-to-back talk the last few weeks like no one's done it since stone cold you know so it's like oh well, you know it's, it's not out of the question i mean i still picked punk to win it didn't happen but i don't hate the cody win it's fine um yeah rumble rumble was pretty good though in all honesty except for david priest throwing out truth that was that was bullshit
0: did i know i picked punk too cam did you pick punk or did you pick cody i don't remember
2: no we all picked punk we all picked punk uh, okay yeah yeah Yeah. i mean. I don't feel like they changed the finish or anything like that. I feel like that was always going to happen regardless of CM Punk getting injured or not. So, I mean, I think it was a nice surprise. I mean, I think Cody being a two-time winner now with what only him, Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold is pretty elite company.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Hulk Hogan won back to back in 90 and 91 as well. So yeah, those are obviously three of the top, Five, ten wrestlers in the history of the WWE, with you know Hogan and Austin arguably being one and two. uh So yeah, it's good. It's good. You know, a positioning for Cody, and you know if he he's got to do it this year. I and mean, We talked about it last year, and it didn't happen. We were all like, can he get there? And guess what? The crowd's still as behind Cody Rhodes as they were last year. I think maybe even more at this point. Um but with all that being said about the Royal Rumble, we now lead into the news that came out uh Monday, I think I was reading it. It was late Sunday or early Monday, that CM Punk tore his tricep and is now gonna be out indefinitely at least past WrestleMania, so he will not be able to compete at WrestleMania. Likely where he was going to face CM Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship, so now things just get a giant wrench thrown into the WrestleMania plans again. Um they, you know, everybody assumed it was going it's going to be Cody Roman and I'm still kind of leaning the leaning the Cody Roman um way, but they had Seth Rollins come out to try to cut a pr- cut a promo with Cody trying to convince him to finish his story by fighting uh, him at WrestleMania, and of course there is history between Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, so you know it's it's not a bad card to tease if you want people guessing and tuned in to your TV into Raw for the next few weeks while Cody decides. Uh, so it's not a bad idea to throw out there, but I'm still guessing that we're getting uh, Cody Roman at WrestleMania, and that leaves open again who could fight Seth, who could fight Gunther. Is Gunther gonna fight Seth? Uh, Who knows? I mean, I like that there's all these possibilities for all these wrestlers to have great matches with each other. And yet we don't know how they're going to be paired. And then with CM Punk, we've got the um, he's already got a Drew McIntyre program lined up from when he comes for when he comes back, which is going to be huge. Uh, You know, Drew's been tweeting on social media, uh, his raw promo where he said he was going to celebrate CM Punk's injury. Uh, you know, it seems it's weird what the, the kind of stuff you can do and the innuendo you can make when you got when you work together with each other and uh, when all the parties want to work together and not like an AEW and certain parties didn't want to work together. Um, but I mean, the Punk Drew program is going to be great the second it starts when Punk comes back. So uh, that's a positive there. But. Lots of, lots of wrenches thrown into WrestleMania right now. Um, I'll go over to you, Cam, first. Where do you think the pieces are going to fit together on the Raw side of things once we get to WrestleMania?
2: Oh, I mean, I've, right now I think your two main events, Punk's not having a match. It, you know, that just is what it is right now. I mean, I don't think we're getting a Stone Cold match. We're clearly not getting a Brock Lesnar match. So everything's going to come from within, which I think is perfectly fine. Now I think we're going to get Cody Roman, and for so for Cody's sake, I hope he doesn't lose two WrestleManias in a row because that's that kills everything. I, I I think it kills everything if you do two years in a row and he fucking loses. Now Raw, I think that you know when you think about the IC title, you could, I mean I I think I predicted that Gunther was going to lose to Sami Zayn at WrestleMania this year, and they're going to boost up Sami Zayn, which is totally a possibility, but. They need a big. They need a big main event for night one, and I think we're going to do Gunther versus Seth Rollins title versus title match, and I think Gunther's going to beat Seth Rollins and be the man on Raw while Cody goes full time on SmackDown, and Seth gets a little much needed and well deserved time off.
0: All right, all right, yeah. I mean, that was that's one of the options. I mean, for me, I. When I saw Braun Breaker in the Royal Rumble, I am I would all be all aboard a Braun Breaker Gunther match at um at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Title, uh, give Braun Breaker the win and make him a big star on the main roster in his first big match, uh go from there, you know. Then the idea of Seth versus Drew is not bad. I mean, this is all assuming Drew is signed uh, a new contract. I mean, there are reports that Drew McIntyre's contract is up after the Royal Rumble. Or after uh, WrestleMania, excuse me I don't think Drew would go out there And tease all the stuff With CM Punk if he wasn't already Guaranteed a match with him And if he wasn't already uh, If he didn't already have a new contract For after, after WrestleMania So I don't think they would go ahead and do that But I mean, I could see them doing Seth versus Drew And then having uh, You know Drew win that match, like you said I think Seth's taking time off after WrestleMania regardless uh, And then, you know, let Becky and Rhea main event night one of WrestleMania. Uh, Go ahead and let them do that. You know, it's no problem with that, Uh, but lots of interesting possibilities there with that. Uh, What about you chairman? Where do you think this is going to all lead to go uh, for WrestleMania?
1: Before I play uh, branching timelines. I just want to talk about that CM Punk and Drew McIntyre opening promo from raw. That was probably one of the most passionate, heartfelt CM Punk promos ever. Like he just felt genuine and human you know just talking about everything and then drew mcintyre comes out he pretty much sympathizes with punk and then he pretty much just tells him he prayed for this like prayed for him to get hurt it's like holy shit drew just went like full nuclear heel he might be the number one heel in the game right now like his social media stuff like drinking prime which is like logan paul endorsement so obviously heel it's like Drew McIntyre is checking all the boxes right now. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I don't think he's putting this much work into something if he doesn't plan on staying. He might be re-signed already. We don't know. But Drew is locked in for WrestleMania season. Uh far as uh what we want to talk about with Cody. You know, obviously CM Punk's injury changes WrestleMania. What if they do get weird and have Punk uh oh, sorry have yeah, Punk Punk's gone? Um Rhodes and Rollins like I don't see it happening myself but if that happened though that would change Wrestlemania completely that also tells me that Roman Reigns title reigns going past Wrestlemania and they're going to try to beat Hulk Hogan's record but for the the sanity of it all I'm just going to say Cody calls out Roman Reigns that leaves the Rollins contender wide open elimination chambers probably are deciding that I think CM Punk kind of spoke that out when he was trying his promo the other night now here's the thing that some folks may not realize Guther can't leave the U S so therefore he can't contend at the limited chamber since it's in Australia. Something about a green card. I think he has to stay in the U S for like six months, or whatever. So he's off the table as far as I'm concerned for uh, mania. So Guther, Braun Breaker, icy title match, definitely in the cards. I think he was the last person to pin Guther too. If I remember right, I could be wrong on that one though. Somebody could fact check me. Um, so that leaves me to think that Drew McIntyre is probably the favorite to win the chamber and face Rollins and we've seen them face each other time and time again. And, you know, there's Rollins has probably taken a break after WrestleMania to recover from back injuries. But now that he's basically on the shelf from now to mania, maybe that break after WrestleMania is done. Maybe he's not going to take that break anymore. Maybe his back injuries will be healed up along with his knee injury and he's full blown go. So maybe Rollins does survive WrestleMania and beats Drew and continues his route. So, I don't know. I mean, there's also rumors that Sami Zayn could find his way to make it a triple threat. So, that's kind of the way the landscape is looking for me anyway right now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's intrigue. It's unfortunate intrigue, but it's good intrigue because, you know, all these possibilities that I think we all listed are all good. Poss- will be good matches. I mean, Seth versus Gunther would kick ass. Gunther and Braun would be a hard hitting kick ass match. Uh, Seth, Drew and Sami Zayn would be great too. You know, there's a ton of possibilities and not one of them sound bad. And that just goes to show you how strong the WWE roster is right now where, all of these matches you can throw different pieces together and everything looks good and looks strong as far as a match perspective goes. Um, One more
1: thing though, live grenade money in the bank briefcase is still floating out there for Damian Priest. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And he still, for some reason has not cashed it in on injured Seth Rollins, which doesn't make any sense, but we've talked, we, glanced to that last week, so I'm not going to worry about it. Um, the one thing I want to talk about, and hopefully by the time this podcast is up, my column on PW Mania uh, is up as well, so you guys can talk about this. All of the quote-unquote wrestling fans that were calling out or making fun of CM Punk for his injury and then they go, you know, old man, this is what he he deserves. You know, I'm sorry that CM Punk left your golden boy Tony Khan and left AEW because he realized he could make more money in the WWE. Um, That's just called kind of being an adult nowadays. I mean, it's clear that maybe maybe Punk needed a corporate structure, but it's clear that Punk looks energized in this WWE run, and he was doing well. It sucks as this injury came up, but, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil my column, if so I don't want to uh, go too far into it, but I just think anybody and everybody making fun of CM Punk's injury just kind of lives in their own little echo chamber and needs to hear that from their fellow, you know, AEW marks if you want to call them that like, I, I try not to sound anti-AEW But it's clearly these people have a problem with Punk uh, Cam I know you threw, threw, uh, threw A few tweets out there about that um, This week, uh, you got anything you want to add?
2: I don't know, I just think If you have, uh, if, if Sam Punk And Cody Rhodes who both left You know, not on the best of terms Left and came back to WWE And are flourishing Well I mean Punk's injured but doing doing well for themselves especially cody you know um there's obviously more to that i mean jericho you could say oh well jericho's there and danielson's there and blah blah blah. and so well, brand danielson is a part of the discipline committee which is fucking weird um and hand picks his opponents jericho has his own thing going on does whatever he wants and collects a seven-figure check so these guys clearly are doing their own thing and it, and it works for them um, but CM Punk, you know, the locker room cancer thing, blah, 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 all this stuff. And you see him doing fucking TikToks with Nia Jax. Like, okay, I mean, maybe he was doing the same thing with, with whoever in AEW, but you didn't see like the, the happiness on his face. So I think it's good for him to be back you know, and I don't know how long the injury is, but we'll see. But I just think it's one of those things where, like you said, people were kind of like praying on his downfall when he left AEW because he didn't want Jack Perry to use real glass. And. All this other stuff that they, you know, the young bucks like to allude to, and all this crazy stuff that, you know, he's that that video with him and Cody. It's like this guy like truly does care, and I think he's happy to be working with people who care about everyone else and not just um, themselves. I feel like, you know, but it is what it is, and you know, AEW's taking a hit. You know, we haven't really talked about it because there's not much to say. I watched AEW the other day and wasn't that good. We'll see if MJF comes back because if MJF jumps ship and comes to the WWE when you know Tony Khan could have wrote him a humongous check, really will show you where you know what who is better right now in pro wrestling.
0: How about you, Chairman? Anything else you want to add on that before we move on?
2: Yeah, it's
1: kind of weird, but that's what social media, you know. Everyone's got a platform, everyone's got an opinion, and, you know, CM Punk is a controversial figure. Um, there's a lot of hurt feelings, I think, with uh, him leaving AEW and i mean you could say the same thing about the wwe fans you know they said bad stuff about the countless wrestlers that went back and forth you know or jumped ship you know when jericho and moxley and brian danielson all left you know there's butthurt fans on that side of the thing but sam punk i think just brings out some crazy feelings of people i think it's just because he probably tugged their hearts up 10 years ago and then you know those fans are EW fans like tribalism hardcore and you at their heart out again, so I don't. Know, they got the Twitter now, and or the X, or whatever, and everyone wants to spot their opinions. But you know, wishing on a man's well-being injury, uh, that's 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 different. But I, I I get it, but it's different. But I don't know. You kind of just you know, <laughs> we're we're an honest podcast here. We're gonna crap on WWE when they're bad. We're gonna crap on AEW when they're bad, and we're gonna you know praise it when we feel like we gotta praise it. As um, far as the performers go, it's like fancy football, you know? You hate the results, but, like, playing on these guys, you get hurt? That's messed up.
0: Uh, 100% agree there. Uh, so we're going to finish our episode this week getting back to stuff we started to do at the end of last year, and we're going to go back to it again this year, uh, doing a top five. And we're going to do one every single week. Um, this week, we are going to start with our current rankings for the top five women in uh, the world of pro wrestling at the moment. Uh, no, you know, can be from any promotion, anybody you want. Um, chairman, why don't you go first? So why don't you just list your top five current women you have right now in the world of wrestling?
1: Um, let's see. Number five, I'm gonna give it to Liv Morgan. Um, she just came back. She was kind of one of the last women standing in the Rumble, so I feel like that's a big spot to see what they can kind of do with her going forward into WrestleMania season, and just kind of responsible for. The Jake Cargo getting eliminated. So, you know, um, four is not the Jax. Kind of a surprise probably to a lot of people, but she's done well as a monster heel lately. She looks like a threat to Rhea Ripley, in all honesty. And I think Triple H has unlocked her, and she can be an upper card threat. So I feel like she's here to stay. I mean, she beat Becky probably like, what, a month ago in Raw. So she's picking up the Ws. She's a threat. She's here to stay, I think. Uh J my number three pick phenomenal Royal Rumble. We talked about it. We know she's a star and I think this could be her breakout year. Uh, I put Rhea Ripley at number two, probably another surprise, but you know, she didn't have a match at the Rumble and I almost felt like she was going to enter the Rumble just for the hell of it. Just to throw some people out, break some more records of her own, you know, cause some chaos, but she stood on the sidelines, you know, so she really hasn't really had much going on lately you know, she's just kind of hanging out with judgment day more. So that knocked her out of the one seed for me. I put Bailey there wherever I'm a winner. Last story, this in questions with Bailey right now. danger control and stuff that like we talked about earlier. There's a lot of buzz on Bailey right now. Therefore with the situation, I put her at one.
0: All right, Cam, why don't you go ahead and give us your top five?
2: Oh, man, you know, I was trying to figure out something to do to put at least one AEW woman in this, but, you know, I just couldn't really do it. Even, like, even Tony Storm segment, it seems to be, like, kind of going nowhere. They're just kind of waiting around for Deanna Perosa, that match to happen, probably at Revolution, so they have, fucking, another month and a half of them doing not much for the women's wrestling as far as AEW goes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go, for me, I'm going to go with Nia Jax at five. I mean, I, I agree with Chairman. I mean, five years ago, it was, like, Please don't come on TV ever. Um, I think Triple H has kind of helped her along the way. I mean, you can really see, you know, we've talked about it a few times, but it's we're going on, you know, two years now with Triple H fully in charge, and you can just see the small adjustments he's made um, with certain characters. And I think Nia has responded really well, especially coming back from injury. You know, do I think she can beat Rhea Ripley for the title? No, but I think that's a nice, you know, match at australia considering i, I think ria from new zealand or is she from australia i'm not 100 percent sure um but she's from that area so i think that's a nice match and i think naya's kind of earned it um number four with me i'm gonna go with naomi i think she's back i mean i think that you know way back in the day with the Funky dactyls i thought she was the more athletic than um i believe her name was cameron just like myself i can't remember her real name Um, so I think that she's had her moments in the WWE and I think that she's back now and I'm not sure, um, which brand she ends up on. I assume the same one as her husband. So she can go over there and be an immediate top person on SmackDown. So I think that, you know, that's always a good thing. Um, number three, I'm going to go with, and I'm going to, you know, it kind of sucks, but I think that we're doing like power rankings. I'm gonna go with Rhea and it's maybe not her fault. I think she's definitely the most dominant. Woman in pro wrestling today. There's no one else that I think could beat her right now, but she's number three because, you know, this falls, I guess, a little bit in Triple H's lap. And at the same time, that Rhea is just such a dominant force that she has no real competition until they do her. And Becky, we assume, who who knows, but what we assume at WrestleMania, so, you know, she'll probably get the Nia Jax match, but so she'll pop back up in the top five or number one spot, you know, once she has a a few more title defenses. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Jade Cargill. I mean, I think we've been waiting around and I think this is, um, even though it, it doesn't matter, it's not personal, but to me, I think this is one of Triple H's first, Hey, you know, you guys fucked this up just like you did Cody. So we're going to show you how to make real stars. Um, and then number one, I agree with chairman Two. I think Bailey, I think that it's Bailey's time to rise back up the ranks. You know, I think damage control has been a very slow build for <clears throat> about a year and a half now, since they came back SummerSlam a couple years ago. So I think it's Bailey's time to shine. And I think that the WWE women's roster, you know, we didn't even talk about Chelsea green or anything like that, or Oscar or EOS guy. And I think that shows where WWE is actually doing a pretty good job with their women's roster the last year or so.
0: All right, um, my turn to go here. I'm going to go with my number five. I'm actually going to have one non wwe woman. I'm going to put Jordan Grace at number five. I thought she had a strong showing in the Rumble. I know from what I've heard and seen, she's been doing strong on TNA over the last uh, last month or two. So I'm going to go ahead and give her uh, my number five spot. I would love to see her work a little bit more, maybe with the WWE. And, you know, it's good for WWE to get this kind of uh, relationship going. Maybe, hey, maybe they can open a forbidden door with Impact Wrestling. Who the hell knows? Uh, my number four, I'm actually going to go down to NXT and somebody that impressed me in the Women's Royal Rumble. That's Tiffany Stratton. I mean, anytime I see her, she impresses me more and more every single time I watch her on TV. So I think she is... Probably going to be main roster bound soon I mean when she started in NXT She was like the, the pretty blonde pinup That you would see back in like the Kelly Kelly days But she's busted her ass I think her program that she had with Becky When Becky was down there in NXT Did wonders for her So I, I think that's a positive And I think she's going to do really really well On the main roster um when she gets there Whether it's going to be before Wrestlemania Or after I think she's kind of graduated From NXT at this point So she gets Uh, My number three, or my number four spot. Excuse me. Uh, I'm gonna put Jade at number three. Um, Like you guys have both said that you know she impressed in the Rumble. She's gonna have a lot of hype around her now when it comes to. Where she ends up going, what she ends up doing first. And then I have Rhea Ripley at two, and then Bailey at one. Bailey is just a hotter act right now. I mean, Rhea's obviously still over with Judgment Day, but Bailey's coming off the big Royal Rumble win. She's going to be the talk of SmackDown this coming Friday. So she's kind of got the momentum right now. So I think I'm going to go ahead and put Bailey at. Uh, number one so uh, that is our female top five we'll be back next week with our male top five and talk about anything else that comes up in the world of pro wrestling so for my co-host cam and the chairman Stephen vincent i am justin c signing off and we will talk to you guys then